This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to a happy and relieved post-game show on the Royal Blue Podcast channel. There are certain things you can guarantee in life, and an Everton win at home to Fulham is one of those. The Cottagers have now lost their last 22 league matches at Goodison Park, after the Blues produced a vastly improved second-half performance to run out 3-0 winners this afternoon. This podcast starts with the verdict of our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride, before our Everton FC reporter Adam Jones gives his thoughts. I'm Paul Wheelock, and you'll then hear my chat with Blues season ticket holder and host of our View from the Gladys Street podcast, Ian Kroll. And this podcast will round off with audio from Marco Silva's top table press conference that took place after the match. Phil and the lads will be back on Monday with our main Royal Blues show, but for now, enjoy looking back on a job well done by the Blues. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it's been over a month, five weeks to the day since we've been able to toast a league victory and a very welcome one it was, Everton 3, Fulham 0. Uh, not without its hairy moments and it required a Marco Silva half-time dressing down, we assume anyway, he was only willing to share that he told the team to be more aggressive and more aggressive they were in the second half. Uh, even at the luxury of being able to miss a penalty, everything went Everton's way today. Um, Fulham ruined two glorious missed chances and another one after the break when Jordan Pickford smothered Joe Bryan's attempt as uh, they caught us on the break. But for a second half performance, Everton were worthy of the victory and I don't think 3-0 flattered their second half showing energy, drive, a threat. And um, it really was a, a welcome, much needed, but deserved victory as well. And it was needed. Uh, there was no undue pressure on Marco, of course, not. And you really sense the desire for, for this to succeed, for him to do well here. But I think a three points and, and a decent performance was needed just as a timely reminder to remind everybody that we are going in the right direction, that progress is being made. And, and we got that, you know, wasn't perfect, as we say. The first half was, was difficult. A promising first five or ten minutes, and then it petered out and Fulham had those two glorious opportunities they thankfully missed but the second half was much better Marco again at half time as he's done often this season getting into the plays and getting a reaction and and, and the second half really was uh, much improved and, and obviously Sigurdsson with two goals making amends for his penalty miss and, and Jenk Tosin ending his drought which had been uh, you know first goal in 10 matches for him so everything went right in the second half and, and a very welcome three points podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So Everton have managed to come away from Goodison Park with all three points and it's the first time that we've been able to say that since the game against Southampton at home last month. God doesn't that seem a really long time ago so I think really the big feeling that's coming out of this one is one of relief. Marco Silva said it himself after after the game he was really pleased with his side's second half performance and I think it's the second half performance that we can really take a lot of a lot of uh, hope from uh, first half I mean really the less said about that the better I think Fulham would have been right to think that they could have went into half time 2-0 up I think especially that chance for Ryan Sessegnon was massive for them and it was really fortunate for Everton that he's cannoned his effort off the bar after a bit of lax defending but I think that was the only real time that the Blues back four really showed any sort any signs that they were going to let Fulham into the game at all I think the likes of 
the likes of Zuma and Keane especially were absolutely fantastic once again today. Luca Dean got my man of the match in my player ratings. I know a few people have disagreed with that. A lot of people have said that Drissa Gay was the best player on the pitch. And whilst I think Gay was very, very good today, I think Luca Dean making his runs up and down that left flank were just massive for Everton today. And I think in the second half, it was so so promising to see Everton really come out and hit Fulham right off from the front foot, like right from that first whistle. Obviously, it was a, the, pen, the penalty was an interesting one. I've just spoke to Gilfie Sigurdsson in the mix zone after the game and he, he said Look, a few years ago his head might have went down after a miss like that, but it's a real testament to his character that he, was managing, he managed to pick his head up and just go again, scored an absolutely quality goal. Like, honestly, that's one that's well worth looking out for on Match of the Day, if you haven't seen it. Beautiful curling low drive into the far corner to give Everton the lead. And then, obviously, I spoke about relief at the start. There'll be many more people relieved to see Cenk Tosin score than the man himself. Obviously, he's been on a bit of a goal-scoring drought so far this term, so it was really, really nice for him to be able to finish off a lovely cross from Theo Walcott. And then again, right at the end, we got that little glimpse from Bernard that seems to be a, a real recurring theme at the minute. He comes off comes off the bench and makes a really good cameo once again today. Really, really good play on the counter-attack. Cut back inside, was patient enough to wait for the run of Sigurdsson, and then he had enough quality to be able to pick out the Icelandic international who could just finish coolly. So, yeah, it was really, really promising second half performance, and I think that's really the key that we should be taking uh, into the next few matches, really. And let's, fingers crossed, hope that Everton can take this into the Southampton game in midweek. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. All right, so hi Ian. Uh, the last time we spoke was uh, was after the West Ham game on this podcast, wasn't it? Two weeks ago. Is uh, is your mood different this afternoon? Yeah, I, I, um, obviously, you know, your mood's gonna uh, your mood's gonna get a lot better after after a win like that. You know, I was I was very optimistic um, going into the West Ham game. Maybe overly optimistic, and you know, look how that turned out. So I was very cautious this week. I was I thought we'd win. You know, we've got a very very good record against Fulham. Um, but I didn't want to get too far ahead of, ahead of ourselves, and um, you know, you know, we, we, I thought we played uh, played very well in the second half, at least first half. We uh, just don't think we were at the races. Uh, you know, it was uh, it, it seemed like it could have been one of, one of those days, really. Um, you know, the, the players didn't. I don't know what to say see, see up for it, but you know, it, it just wasn't a good enough performance at, at the time, and. You know, Silver's obviously said, you know, give them a kick up the backside at half time because in the second half we were a completely different team. I thought the pleasing thing for me was that he didn't have to make any substitutions or tactical changes to get that reaction from the players. He's managed to do that himself, and that's that's a massive positive for me because that second 45 minutes we were, uh, you know, we were full throttle. We've turned into probably uh, the best the best performance I've seen so far in the second half this season. Which players stood out for you then, particularly in that second half? Um, I mean, obviously with a with a win like that, you know, everyone's gonna have a shout to be a man of the match or you know one of the top players. I think for me, um, Adis Gay was a man of the match. I just felt from he, he delivered a, a full, you know, eighty to ninety minute performance. You know, the likes of 
it, you know, it's hard because Sigurdsson scored two goals, but I felt like he was only a 45-minute performance where, OK, he missed the penalty and we got the, the exact reaction that we wanted from him. Scoring two goals, he kept his composure, he didn't lose his head and he scored two goals. But as this kind of gave for me was... From the from the first whistle, he was sla- he was putting tackles in all over the place and, and winning them and winning the ball back. I just thought he was tremendous, and I just think he is that he is the player for for Everton Football Club for that for that type of um, for that type of role to sit in front of the defence uh, to disrupt to you know tackle to make sure that the opposition don't have a minute on the ball, and that's exactly what he did today. And that was my point from um, the West Ham game where he was just trying to do too much at once he was trying to do everything and it's not his game to you know to get on the ball and, and try and create things and that's when in the West Ham game he, he ended up finding himself out of position you know um, looking for, for passes that, that way and on but today he was so disciplined it was um, as soon as he won the ball back it was just a little five yard pass to uh, Tom Davis to, to whoever was uh, available and he, he sat and he was I just thought he was just uh, phenomenal I really thought he was great I think others maybe pushed him as well I think uh, Richarlison obviously um, I felt like maybe in the first half it was a it was a case of just give the ball to Richarlison and just see what he what he can do, which is you know it's not ideal. You, you don't want that. You, you know you want your whole team performing um, at the same level, and I think it was too much. Of, let's just get that ball down on the left hand flank, give it to Richarlison, and let's see if he can get the ball in the back of the net. And you know we've got too much reliance on that. Whereas in the second half, everyone pulled together, um, and I think. You know, we've got a potentially blossoming partnership on that left-hand side of uh, the pitch in, in Dean and, and Richarlison because I just thought Dean, again, um, was probably um, third man of the match, if that's what you want to call it. And like there was others, don't get me wrong, Sigurdsson played very well, but only in the second half, whereas those three, I felt, gave it, you know, an 80 to 85 all-round all um, overall performance. Just the final one. I know it's been a big topic of debate on your view from the Gladys Street podcast and obviously the uh, the Royal Blue podcast as well. The yeah. defence this season, but a first clean sheet as well. What did you make of that partnership between uh, Keane and Zuma today? Yeah, well, we were just talking about it on the, on the, on the way home and there, on the walk home, and um, it just seemed like a bit of a, a more settled defence. You know, Pickford and the, and the back four. Um, Zuma and Keane, obviously, you know... You don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You don't want to. You don't want to be too negative, but you don't want to be too positive either. But it's, it's a, it's definitely a partnership, which is, is the it should be. The, it's looking like that's the, the first two at the moment. Obviously, we're all waiting on um, Yeri Mina to get fit and to, to come back in the team and, um, you know, push the likes of Zuma, push the likes of Keane and Holgate for for a position in the starting eleven. That now with Mina's setback and his injury, looks like um, Keane and, and Zuma. Um, you know, could get a, a consistent run of games, and I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change that now for the for Southampton on Tuesday. I think it's vital that those two, particularly the centre backs um, in Keane and Zuma, uh, get a consistent run of games now. And um, you know, the, the likes of uh, Dean and Kenny, um, whether they whether they start on on Tuesday, I don't know, but certainly that spine of the team um, from your, your keeper to, to those two, and then obviously you're looking at the likes of Guy Sigurdsson, and then obviously there's still going to be a question mark on the striker, but they're the, they're, the, um, they're the players that you want in your team regularly, and you know, Tuesday, Tuesday comes round and we need to win, because at the end of the day, Everton fans want trophies, so we can't go weak, we've got to go strong, and uh, Zoom and Keane, I think it's a big uh, thumbs up from him, um, 
from me really in terms of obviously keeping the clean sheet made up for Jordan Pickford um, great weekend signing a six year deal um, and now he's um, he's, he's gone on to get that first clean sheet of the season um, so you know I don't think he really had too much to do if I'm, if I'm being honest that Fulham posed the you know certainly a threat in the, um, the last 15-20 minutes of the first half I thought they were they were definitely on top but from memory I think was it the was it um, the save where the breakaway was wasn't it the breakaway yeah wasn't it um, where he was just commanding is exactly what you what you want you keep to do he didn't hold back he uh, he made the decision to come out and it wasn't you know you know whether you could class it as a save or not but it was a uh, certainly an interception blockage and um, he just he just commanded it and it was great and to get that clean sheet is is very very pleasing because you know we we've been we we all know we've been leaking goals and then it's you know, over the past two or three games, we haven't been able to score goals. So to score three, and then to con- um, not to concede, you know, happy days on a, on a Saturday night, and then move on to the Southampton, and then um, again to the Leicester away next week. It's uh, you know, you don't really, you don't want to get too too positive. You don't want to get too negative. You just need to, um, you know, just be a little bit conservative in uh, in our beliefs and uh, our expectations of what we we believe Everton are going to do this season. Because I think it's a uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hit and misses and it's going to be trial and error, but, you know, seeing that today, uh, that second half performance especially, and again, you like the likes of um, Bernard coming on there, you know, he'd been on the pitch for, I think it was probably less than three minutes, and he'd, he'd got an assist, you know, it's 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 very, very promising, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just delighted with the second half performance, the, the main thing for me was just, today was just the win, you know, if we got the win and the three points, I still would have been happy, but to get that second half performance, um, I'm sure Silver's going to be delighted, but it just just breeds confidence throughout the team. Winning breeds confidence, and I'm just uh, I'm just made up for everyone. Definitely, mate. Good to have you on. But I take it we'll be hearing from you and the lads with you from the Gladys Street podcast early next early next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll record Monday. Um, we've got a couple of fans on, and whether it goes out Monday, it'll either go out late Monday night or it'll go out early Tuesday. Um, obviously, we've got the game Tuesday night, so we'll be reacting to. Um, reacting to today's results and looking ahead to um, the Carabao Cup game against Southampton at Goodison Park and uh, seeing what the, the lads uh, the Everton fans obviously that come on onto the pod um, you know have, have made it have made it all and, and hopefully uh, we can move on with another positive result on Tuesday The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Marco what did you say to the players at half time it seems to be Two completely different performances. Afternoon. Afternoon. I told them what to in that moment and we have to do it in a different way. Uh, but to be to answer direct for to your question, of course I don't tell you everything what I told them. Um, but we have to be more aggressive, clear. What we did the first five minutes of the match, what the first ten and after what we did in the other thirty five, the, the first half was completely different uh, we didn't put the right aggressiveness in the normal way of course and when we were, we we are without the ball when they start to to build their attack um, we miss some in some moments the aggressiveness we have to put in the, in our defensive process and of course in our third attack we have to take different decisions a little bit more calm when we are with the ball accelerate our game we have, when we have to do but with more calm in our third attack how impressed were you by Gilfie Sigurdsson keeping a cool head after he missed a penalty to then score twice? 
show fantastic character um, and personality is important. Not just him, but our our squad um, as as a team is important to show that character as well. Um, he missed the penalty, but after uh, one two minutes he started working hard and keep going in his, in his way. He won the the moment they thrown in with a good pressure in the central defender or in the midfielder as well. Like he make one two with the with the John John Kenny the moment the, the cross that the John John John. It's important. I think the, the football this afternoon was fair with him. Was fair with him after he missed the penalty. Football was fair with him, but he work. He work every day to to achieve something, not just to score goals, but to perform well as well. In some moments, he didn't do, but the, the football this afternoon was fair with him. Were you pleased with the clean sheet? It's one of the most important things this afternoon. Uh, of course, the, the three points um, the mo- most important for us. But uh, with the clean sheet, uh, is something we. We are working to achieve, and it's something important to, to grow our confidence as a as a team. You relieved Marco I mean, at, at the end, at the final whistle. You didn't show much emotion. What, what, what were you feeling? Were you just happy that the game was over? Were you happy won? No, oh, I'm really happy. If I don't, if I'm not happy when I win, I win one match three 0 When I will be happy, of course, I'm happy in that moment. Um, I told our boys what what is my. My feelings in that in that moment in the dressing room as well. Of course, it's important result for us, but um, it's something we are working to to achieve. But it's just three points. Uh, at the end, it's just three points. You now is the moment to to prepare to prepare the next game in the, the normal way as well. Uh, will be the Carabao Cup, an important competition for us as well. And uh, it's just I'm I'm thinking since uh, I left I leave this this meeting room here. I will I will start to think in that game. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.